10 to 10 to 1 episode 318 118 118 118 372 adventure 10 to 1 show We might just have to share a mic, and that's all right because we won't be. Yeah. No one can even see you. <laughs> ben and I always share a mic. It's just for fun. Right. Yeah, I'll just sit quietly <laughs> in the corner in my place. Speaking of which, Matt, you told me I could uh, sit on your lap tonight for a change. Well, <laughs> you should have done that before I got comfortable. Can't we wait till next I, week? February can be your month. Okay. I, yeah, I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> it's not who we have on the show tonight. Uh, we're joined by the Cozers. Even better. Hey. Brian and Melissa, say hello to the audience. Hello. Hey, everyone. So, Brian, we're friends outside of this podcast yeah. world now. We met through the podcast, but now we're friends. And you said you want to do this episode, but much like Ben does to me on the uncensored feed, yeah. you would not tell us this episode is about. You told us the title. Take it away. That's What's true. Happening? That's true. I think uh, maybe, hopefully, it'll be a better surprise than uh, than uh, Ben's uncensored surprises. From your perspective, I mean, what? most yeah. of them, I'm sure, uh, they're fantastic. Most you of them like are. Like what's in the Bible? I did really like what's in the Bible. That one was oh, amazing. We have new what's in the Bible. We're recording a new what's in the Bible tonight. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah, that's those are the uh, those are the uncensored right. ones I can get Melissa to listen to. So. Uh, right. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, three, I, I couldn't hear you cause, uh, can't hear during the music. I guess I shouldn't reveal right. that inside baseball, but, uh, okay. uh, three, seven, 372 pages. We'll never get back. The bad books podcast just hit there. They finished their 10th book. And so I put something together to celebrate that. Uh, before we, uh, dive into that, I will put it off a little bit longer and, uh, uh, maybe we can just go around and real briefly say, um, I guess, what what books we've read and, and uh, any general thoughts you have about the podcast. I think Ben is the one that first heard of it and and let everybody else know. So you want to start with Ben? Yeah, that's true. I, I found out about it from Ben. So I've read along with most of the books that they've done, at least in part. Uh, I will say that I bailed early on Bob Honey uh, <laughs> and... Uh, the mister I bailed a little bit early on. This was the first one, uh, which I just finished reading shadow moon by George Lucas and Chris Claremont. This was the first one I didn't read at all. I was looking for a used <laughs> copy in used bookstores around here. And by, you know, I couldn't find one and I didn't want to buy it on Amazon cause it was only used and expensive and I couldn't find an ebook. And so I just kind of gave up and based on how the episodes went, I think that was a good choice. I, yeah. you know, I, I, I could not tell what was happening in this book from listening to the podcast. It sounded like yeah. a, a disaster. Well, I, uh, I was reading shadow moon along with them. And finally, they just decided to go ahead and finish up the book and do all the rest of the reading all in one episode. And that was the point when I bailed. I just, I could not sit down to read the book <laughs> for that long. Too much of a chore. And I made and, and it through. And so it was as bad as they, they were saying it was. Yes. Well, and I made it through the... Forensic Certified Public Accountant book. Okay, I love that book. I hated that book. I thought that was hilarious. I I, I think there, there was just such... I mean, it was a terrible book, but there was just such a charm to it no. that this guy cut paste his way through no. uh, a scrap of a novel. I loved that book. I was so mad at him. He should be slapped for copy-pasting. It was hilarious. Like no. somebody actually thought this was an okay way to write, and, and it, the best part was that he, you know, when he he did the cut and paste, he he had some of those sections that had typos in them, <laughs> and so the typos were all throughout the book. That it was just, it was a beautiful disaster. Mm. Uh, so that and trucking through time were my two favorites. Oh yeah, and I I was there for their first two books, which would be uh, Ready Player One, which I actually really love, and Armada, which I don't like that much. 
And then I've listened to, actually, I might have only listened to the bonus episode that Ben and I went to live in Minneapolis. Nice. I'm trying to think if I've done anything else with them. I, I don't think so. I think just those two books. And, but I, I wanted to ask you guys, and maybe you can answer now or later, which book did I miss that I should definitely go back and listen to or read? Yeah. Uh, I would agree with Ben. Uh, trucking that Through Time. Okay. What, what's that, Trucking ben? Through Time is full. So, <laughs> Brian and Melissa, do you guys read the books, these bad books, together? Or do you read them individually and then discuss them together? Yeah, we we were alternating. So, I read... Uh, so, I actually read Ready Player One years ago. And everybody had given it a very favorable review. And I think uh, High Expectations combined with the... Uh, 80s nostalgia being being a little too early for me, uh, being too young to appreciate that. Uh, did not really care for it. And then, uh, so when Ben, I, th- I think we heard of it, the uh, three se- 372 pages from Ben saying that he was going back and, and listening to them talk about Ready Player One. And so I was uh, patting myself on the back and, and of course wanted to listen to uh, someone validate my opinion. And they had a much lower opinion than I had. So, uh, so I had read that one. Melissa then read Armada. I read I Have Argon and Tech War. Uh, let's see. Oh. Tech War. I feel like I should have checked Tech War out. Well, that's a William Shatner novel. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, what was what was after Tech War? Was that the, the Forensic Certified ac- Public Accountant? That was. And the Cremated yes. 64 Squares Financial Statements? Uh, so Melissa yes. read that one. I definitely enjoyed that one as a person that was not reading it. Uh, and then I read Trucking Through Time, and that actually made uh, my favorite books of 2019 uh we just podcasted on on our favorite books we read last year uh and that made my list well you know high. i have a copy of trucking through time uh from the live show and uh, oh, yeah. they 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 circled the uh grandpa no section which everybody who's <laughs> read the book knows or knows what knows what i'm talking about there yes. uh who read bob honey among you two yeah so then we got to was bob honey I, I skipped did i skip bob honey so we got to bob honey and i read the first Thank you page and then bailed on that one that was the first one we just uh, both refused to read oh. and then uh i mean <laughs> yeah that one ended up being a, a pretty good choice melissa didn't even listen to the episodes for that one and then uh for the mister that was the first one we didn't even buy and uh we did we did listen to those episodes together and uh let's see what was after the mister i guess it was uh, uh, layer of the white worm. Layer of the white it? worm. So Melissa read that one, and she had she had a lot of fun reading that one. I think that she just had to to go change the baby's diaper. But she, I believe, enjoyed Layer of the White Worm as uh, more than any of the books that they've read. And then uh, Shadow Moon. I read the first fifty pages. We that was the first one we were going to read together. Uh, we were reading it out loud to each other, and I bailed after the first fifty pages uh, because I had promised to give it fifty pages. Otherwise, I would have bailed uh, sooner. So. That one was really is, uh, rough. the Chris Claremont that writes Shadow Moon, the Chris Claremont that wrote X Men. It yes. is. Yep. It is uh, indeed. See that that would be what I'd like to check out then. Well, uh, what you... was that one about? It's a sequel <laughs> to Willow. Is it really? It is. See, I've never seen Willow. But as far as what it was about, uh, I I have no idea. I've listened to about twelve hours of podcasts on it. I have no clue what the book is about. Yeah. And uh, based on on what Melissa's saying and what. Uh, Mike and Connor said on the podcast, uh, I don't think they know either. Wait, oh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I missed when you said earlier George Lucas and Chris Claremont. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, wow. that's This seems like a must read. I think read. you should read it, Matt. I, I I will buy you a copy. Is it on Audible? I don't know, I'll, but I, I think you should read it. I'll check that right now while you guys keep talking. I would highly recommend it for you. Yeah. On I, Brian, I, I'll go look up Shadow Moon <laughs> on Audible. That would be great. Okay. So, I guess that's, uh, unless, do you guys have anything, any other uh, general discussion? That you wanted to talk about? I mean, I just love... I mean, the event that we went to, even though I'm not yeah. an active listener to the podcast, I mean, that was one of the most fun things Ben and I did together all last year. <laughs> it, it was. It was great. Nice. Cool. Well, uh, Matt, I'm glad you enjoyed that. Hopefully you enjoy this tonight because uh, this might be... This is definitely the most um, limited audience of a podcast that we've done. Might be for you as well because... Uh, the people that are going to get the most out of it are the people that have, are at least familiar with all ten books, uh, that uh, 372 pages has podca- podcasted about. Because, uh, well, um, maybe I'll just go ahead and start reading. Uh, I, I have a game 
that we're going to play tonight uh, that I've been putting is together. Is this the choose your own adventure thing? It is, actually. Okay, because they, they mentioned that in their last episode. They did, that, that yeah. Somebody had created that. I, oh, my goodness. Wow. And I didn't even know <laughs> that we were in the, the presence of genius. <laughs> well, That's fantastic. Well, let's just hold on on the, on the proclamations until, until we get to the end. But I am prepared uh, to present it for the first time in public. Guilt Lydia. <laughs> wow. Tot- I screwed up on the first sentence. Guilt Lily Studios presents 372 Adventure. Being human totally sucks most of the time. Video games are the only thing that make life bearable. James Halliday, Ready Player One. A billionaire wrote that. Connor Listoka, 372 pages we'll never get back. Episode one. Gentlemen, are you ready? I am. I'm ready. All right. Prologue. And uh, I'll do the prologue, and then I'll give you a little bit of explanation before oh, we actually... We get the choose what we're going to do here. Okay. It's a That's choose right. your own yeah, adventure. All right. Yes. That's right. All right. Prologue. <clears throat> I put down my corn chips and scratched myself. It's 2044, and I'm playing Oasis, the world's most popular online game. The creators named it after a game in a classic tens book, Ready Player One. Like the game in the book, you can pilot spaceships and visit planets containing everything imaginable. But the real game within the game is the hunt. Each month, the game designers choose a themed group of planets and hide a key on each one. Collect all the keys, and you win. The new contest was about to start. I finished my corn chips and put down the bag. As I stared at the screen, the theme of the hunt faded into visibility. 372 pages will never get back. What I can only describe as a Cheshire grin spread slowly over my face. Over the past few years, I had listened to every episode of the classic podcast eight times. I watched every episode of the classic 80s show Mystery Science Theater 3000, including the Netflix revival and the 30s VR series. I had continued listening to Like Trees Walking, even after Pastor Dave Berge became a cyborg. I memorized every riff from every movie that Riff Tracks ever riffed. I read all 29 of Connor Lestoka's published novels several times each. I convinced my drama teacher to let us do Ken Burns' Baby Fur as a class play during my senior year of high school. I obtained a copy of Animal Crackups and watched it every night until I fell asleep. I knew that Connor had appeared on Jeopardy, so I watched all 57 seasons of the show. I memorized every cool, funny, and fun fact on FactsKing.com. I watched every 372 pages documentary. I even listened to all of the side projects. The grin remained spread across my face like the Joker in the classic 1989 film Batman, played by Jack Nicholson. I switched my microphone on and said, Nelson, you ready for this? A voice seemed to crackle over my headset. Lord Nelson to you, crap burger. I shook my head, still grinning. I had never met Nelson in real life, but I instinctively knew he looked exactly like his Oasis avatar. That was completely uncalled for, lamer, and I will expect the same courtesy. Nelson laughed. Our conversations were always high in entertainment value. All right, Odgin. I'll message BaconSnake72, and you get Pieface. Ready the jackals. Let's do this. We called ourselves the Four Score, because there were four of us, and we liked to collect high scores in every game we played. We also called ourselves the jackals. It is on, I whispered. It is on like Red Dawn. Hey, Brian. Yes, Matt. Brian. Can you hear me? Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Brian. Hey, Brian. Can you hear me? Yes, I can still hear you. Can You're you hear bringing me? in out the last... Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me okay? Oh, no. Yes, I can still hear you. The uh, last thing I, we heard you say clearly, we knew he looked exactly like his avatar in the Oasis. I think we might be getting a bad, uh, worse connection. Uh-oh. Let me see... Uh... Let me see if there's anything I can do on my side. Oh. Uh, I think I can switch to, I think I can switch to a different uh, Wi-Fi network. Let me Oasis, try that. and then it went downhill. All right, I just switched to a different Wi-Fi network. Is this any better? Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Fantastic. Okay, what was the last thing? I heard. Uh, uh, I knew instinctively he looks like his um, avatar in the Oasis. Perfect. Okay, there. You only missed. Uh, you only missed a couple sentences. All right, so I'll just pick it up from there. I instinctively knew he looked exactly like his Oasis avatar. That was completely uncalled for, lamer, and I will expect the same courtesy. Nelson laughed. Our conversations were always high in entertainment value. All right, Odgin. I'll message BaconSnake72, and you get Pieface. Ready the jackals, let's do this. We called ourselves the Four Score because there were four of us, and we liked to collect high scores in every game we played. We also called ourselves the jackals. It is on, I whispered. It is on, like Red Dawn. That's the prologue.
I love it. So you guys ready? I, I, I like it. <laughs> we also call ourselves Jack, the Jackals. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know that that's actually how Ready Player One is written. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't think they had two names for their groups. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what we're going to do is uh, we're now playing the game within the game. It's uh, sort of a choose-your-own-adventure. Uh, we're going to go to 10 different levels, 10 different planets. It's going to be a little bit of an introduction for each one. And then you're going to get three choices. And uh, then you'll read. I'll read you the results of your choice. And then at the end of the game, after you've gone through all 10, the choices that you made throughout will affect the ending that you get. All right? All right. So I think what we're going to do, um, since Ben is the one that's read, all of them will let him... Uh, make the decisions, or you guys can make it together. And, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think we're going to make <laughs> these on. decisions together. I, I'll make the decision about whether or not we make the decisions together. I'll, I'll consider what you have to say. Okay, thank you. Okay, and then, uh, well, we'll see how long it takes to run through, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Are you ready? I am ready. I'm ready. Okay. Player one. Ready, player one. You land your spaceship an exact replica of the satellite of love named the Nerdgasm, on the surface of Planet Oasis. As you step through the hatch and onto the surface, you see a crowd of 80s people dressed in 80s clothes doing 80s things. You wonder if they're players or NPCs, but you're not sure, and you don't really care. You push past them, but not before pulling off several 80s dance moves. You can do literally anything in this virtual world, so you immediately enter the squat building nearby, go down a flight of stairs, Push open a door and enter H's Basement, the coolest chat room anyone has ever seen. You feel like a flibberty gibbet as you survey the room and try to decide where the key could be hidden. Irock is leaning against a shelf full of vintage role-playing game supplements. On the far wall, H is leaning against a closet door. And Artemis is leaning back on a couch in the center of the room, watching TV. So, your three choices are browse the vintage role-playing game supplements, search the closet on the far wall, or check between the couch cushions. I just want to say before we make this this decision, I think yeah. you're being a little rough on my friend Ernest Klein. I mean, <laughs> you know what? Eighties doing eighties things. Those are actually 80s. direct quotes <laughs> from the book. That wasn't a, a direct the, quote. Doing several eighties dance moves is a well, direct that, quote. But, yes. Uh, I mean, I just think the or, book the book was pretty good. I would like to check between the couch <laughs> cushions, please. All right, we're gonna check between the couch cushions. All you find between the couch cushions is a couple bowls worth of stale Captain Crunch and the TV remote. You settle down onto the firm couch and change the channel. Artemis glares at you through several commercials, advertising goods and workers, after which Family Ties starts. You tumble to the fact that you are watching Family Ties inside a text adventure game and instantly become depressed. Lose one life point! Oh, oh man. Wait, so we, we lost so How many so, life points yeah, wh- do we have? What do we start with? Yeah, unspecified. Unspecified. Let's start with zero. So, so we're negative one right now. You're, you start with some unspecified positive number. Uh, try not to lose all of them. I'll be at five. Let's start with well, five. I, don't, I, I think what he means is that not that we get to choose. Okay. We don't get to know. Yeah. I guess I can tell you. It's four. You start with four life points. I knew it. I'll give you the inside right. scoop. So we're, we're down to three. All right. Down to three. Uh, so do we have to go back and re-choose from that? You do not. You do not. We'll keep going. We're going to go to... Bad no, yeah. All right, you ready to go to Planet Moonbase? It's a branching experience. It just keeps on branching. Yes. But yes, we are ready to go on. Okay. Yeah, and the, the branches do collapse after each level. So it is somewhat linear. Anyway, Planet Moonbase. All right, Armada. You arrive on Planet Moonbase, which looks exactly like the moon. You dock with the Moonbase and leave your ship, just like Major Bill Moore in the classic sci-fi film Project Moonbase, which was funded by the government as anti-alien propaganda. The door slides open, and after a pregnant pause, you step onto the base. You glance around the structure and feel your face forming a goofy grin. You see Zach Lightman's parents. His insanely hot mom is covering her mouth with her very long fingers as she chuckles at a joke from her husband. You entered in the middle of the conversation, but you heard the punchline. You're welcome. The two mics are in the corner watching Brady Bunch reruns. Lex is using a QCOM. She's probably hacking, but there's no way to know for sure. Major Graham Fogg and Major Shin are playing a song from the Raid the Arcade mixtape on their musical instruments to the delight of Atomic Mom, Wody, Crazy G, and Milo. All right, scene set. 
And now your choices are look for food, listen to the concert, or set course for romance. Well, I know Matt doesn't like it when I get dirty, but I think I'm going to I'm going to make an executive decision before he chimes in to set course for romance. Okay. All right. Your goofy grin widens as you start walking across the room. But before you've taken a half dozen steps, the hatch starts vibrating. You tumble too that someone is knocking on the front door. As everyone watches silently, you swing the door open. Neil deGrasse Tyson, Bill Nye, and Stephen Hawking enter the room. I hate all three of those guys. (laughs) A cheer slowly builds as they survey the room before turning to address the crowd. I have decided that the moon would be the ideal place to start a new society, intones Neil deGrasse Tyson, a society called Rationalia. Everyone nods, except for Stephen Hawking. You nod. (laughs) (laughs) And that is a direct quote from Armada. (laughs) That's That's a quote from Armada? Yes. And, uh... And uh, Mike and Connor, I was disappointed, did not uh, did not think that was funny. I don't think they understood. I, I think, I think got that's that one, hilarious. So. I, I should say I don't hate Stephen Hawking, but I, I <laughs> uh, like uh, if those group if those three are coming as a group, I do hate the whole group. <laughs> I can't stand I think... Bill Nye or Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> I as a kid, I loved Bill Nye the Science Guy. Like when we could watch that at school, I was just so excited. You know, if if you were watching that at school, I think that's an argument against public schools. <laughs> anyway, go on. I I, w- I would also rank them: Stephen Hawking, Bill Nye, and then Neil deGrasse Tyson. So, Tyson continues. You know, I've, I've never I've heard this name, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I've never yeah. seen him on a documentary. Never watched his TV okay. show. Yeah, I, I, I have well, no... imagine somebody who has his head so far up his own butt he's seeing daylight, and you'll get the idea. <laughs> so what? What don't you agree with? It's not about agreeing; it's about him being a pompous uh, little uh, twit. <laughs> anyway, uh, so did we win a he life is. point? Yeah. Well, I don't, well, well, I'm clear on what happened. We're almost there. Tyson continues oh. speaking. It's a long speech, like Matt Damon's in the 1997 classic Goodwill Hunting. And extremely oh, annoying, like Matt Damon in the 1997 classic, Goodwill Hunting. Lose one life point! What? <laughs> this is not starting off well, guys. You just have... It's half your health pick, gone. Pick next time. Let me pick next time. <laughs> I'll, I'll get your advice All next right. time. Okay. Well, and we're... Uh, I mean, we're moving out of Matt's comfort zone, so... We'll see how it goes. Might be even better. Maybe. You ready to go to Planet Gorzom? Absolutely. All right, I have Argon. One, you land your space oval on the dust-racked sward and tounce to the ground, thews quivering. The steel-shod blade shines dully as light-bearing shafts from the golden orb coruscate upon it. Turning east, you heave an apicid grunt and lope that way to the nearest hostelry. Drunken thieves team around complying wenches and cutthroats proliferate around faithless concubines. You feel a plez ant emotion as the warm air quickens through your G-string. <laughs> <laughs> and your options are drink, fight, or love. Well, okay. those are three things that I'm a big fan of. I would, which, I'm going to go with fight. <laughs> All right. Well, let's try and fight. All right. I, this is going to lose us probably five more life points. <laughs> but I would have I gone with drink. But Matt is uh, welcome to do this. All right. So we're, we're fighting? Yes, yes, we're fighting. All right, fight. One and a half. You stride toward the nearest soldier at arms and flex your bronze tide. Minicously. Relocate yourself, slut, you bellow barbarously. And with an ungulous grunt as you heft your broad sword aloft. The soldier's face of ashen red turned at the sight of the enthused barbarian conforting him. He lifts his sword to meet the attack, but meets the fleeting stead of death. His head loped off, the segregated oval plummets to the ground, the Stygian life fluid escaping from his gorge. As the mortified soldier gropes through the shadowed hell pits of the Grim Reaper, your hair prickles yawkishly, turning you become enclaved by the comrades of the Sprawd Warmonger. Mrifk! You dicker with the notion that you are in jeopardy as a cutlass sheaths into your entrails. Lose one life point! 
What? Oh, I man. Told you. <laughs> we have gotten a life point for drinking. Uh, well, I maybe we'll have time. I mean, at the rate you guys are growing, we're going to have time to go back and do it a second time. So, uh, I just want to ask, did you write the, those uh, mildly inappropriate lines yourself? Well, or did you from, still... He's ripping off of <laughs> the book. If you, you know, you're not in the know. That's true. Okay. That's true. Uh, mildly inappropriate. I think I'm mildly inappropriate from time to time. Yeah. I think that's fair. I get to pick the next one, too. <laughs> we'll see. All right. You ready to go, too? That might be best. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's true. All right, uh, and I, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's giving anything away to say that only one third of these options lose you a life point. So the fact that you've gotten three in a row, wow, um, <laughs> amazing actually, is yeah. I, I did not really plan for that, uh, but uh, you yeah. know, uh, good luck, bad luck. You ready to go to? <laughs> at least you're good at something. Yeah, you ready to go to Planet Greater Los Angeles? Yes, please. All right, Matt. This is from Tech War. All right, great. You arrive at Planet Greater Los Angeles. You set down on the Clear Plaza dock and wait 46 minutes to be cleared by the Port Authority. Disembarking, you step onto a moving walkway with waist-high Plaza guardrails. The walkway moves you past a trim young man holding the arm of a plump woman. Don't get too close to the edge, Ma, the boy frowns. That sure isn't, he complains, a good idea with your vertigo. Glorioski, Leroy, stop worrying. After 32 seconds, the walkway ends. You know the best way to find the key here. You need to set up a series of meetings. And your options. Take an air cab to your first meeting. Take a sky bus to your first meeting. Or take a sky car to your first meeting. Uh, okay, let me think about this. Air cab, sky bus, or sky car. Uh, let's just both come up with an answer in our head. And then on the count of three, say it. Okay, ready? Are you ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Sky, sky bus. bus. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, that's wow. Good. Sky bus. It must be. It must be meant to be. All right. Give me a second. Let me grab a pen. Hey. That's a good sign because it means he has to give us an increase. I think it's voice. a bad sign. Cool. <laughs> I think he's trying to track the shortest possible amount of time you can spend on this game. Yeah, I just decided I should start keeping track of your, of your. Well, we're uh, down to one. Yeah. I need to keep track in case we need to go back and do it again so you don't choose the same options. Oh, don't worry. We'll, we'll remember. We're, I mean, we, you will remember for the first ones, but will you remember Skybus instead of Skycar or Aircab? Absolutely. We said at the same time. That, yeah, that means that something. That sticks in our memory. All right. We're taking a Skybus to your first meeting. You start toward the nearest Sky Cruiser rental. <laughs> we lost. All we've we got. I just lost. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all we've got today is air vans, bud, says the bald employee, rubbing his smooth pate. You fly to a popular local bar, Tequila Mockingbird. You find a booth and wait for 37 minutes before a metal man made of chrome enters. He squeezes into the seat across your table and eyes you steadily, steepling his chrome fingers under his chrome nose. Winger, I need to set up a meeting with Warbride. He closes his silvery eyelids, then opens them. I can, of course, arrange it. You should be aware that she is protecting herself with chimpanzee androids these days. He makes his laughing sound. You stare quizzically at the chrome winger as he prints out Warbride's information from the printer in his hand in exactly 19 seconds. The fuzzy sky is full of motion as you park your air van on the side of the road. You start walking toward the platform where Warbride is, is giving her rally. She is surrounded by baskets of produce. You tumble to that it's for propaganda. Hey, pal. You turn and see Ogden Swires hurrying toward you. He falls in step as you continue toward the platform. I'm writing a story about Warbri Warbride's place in worldwide business circles. You here to see Warbride or Rafe Vargas? I have business with the female android, you explain, pointing your thumb toward the platform. Actually, Warbride is a cyborg. An android is a machine that looks like a man, like Winger. A cyborg is a person, a person that has had machine parts attached to their body. Warbride pounds a flesh fist into her metal hand to emphasize a rhetorical point. You proceed to the back of the platform and run into one of Warbride's android chimpanzee guards. Password, he growls. Glancing at the printout, you reply, Piranha, Piranha, and push past the simian, leaving Swires behind. Reaching the top of the platform, you advance to Warbride. Assorted sounds of surprise and outrage emanate from the crowd as you begin a conversation with the half-mech. Are you in cahoots with Bennett Sands, Sonny Hakori, or both? Warbride stares at you for a full minute, 
then gestures to one of her guards. The silver-plated beast clangs toward you. You look around and gesture weakly at the nearest bushel of fruit. Banana, you offer? He places his metal hand on your shoulder. Never touch the stuff, said the robot chimp disdainfully. Do we win? Lose one life point. Oh, my uh, goodness. Come on. Game over. Wow. I mean, what are the chances? We would go four and out. I believe the chances are one in 81. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> uh, so tell me more about – so you, you did you send this in full to the 372 guys? So this is uh, something anyone can go play. It's on 372adventure.com. Oh. Put it into a web page. So, yeah, I sent it to them. The title of this episode. That's right. All right. Man, that's kind of cool. Oops. I just did 372.com. Yeah, that's it's not there. Not I didn't get that one. 372adventure.com. So, it's almost like a companion page to sfc.blue. Uh, it's in the same family, I guess, of uh, podcast fan sites. I've, I've found out that that's kind of my niche, is uh, podcast fan sites. Now, I don't want you to spend too much time on this. <laughs> <laughs> this fan site, I mean, <laughs> SMC.Blue, there's so, many, there's so many fans, huge fans of right, it. Right, right. Uh, yeah, so you might have noticed that uh, updates, it might have dried up slightly in the last few months, and that, that might be Heck. why. Are you serious? Wow. So I'm, I'm, but don't do they, worry, I'm, I'm getting Do they back. know you? Do they invite <laughs> you on their show? Do they talk to you? They, they do not. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a great picture of you reading Trucking Through Time on here. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, thank you. Man, this is uh, sorry. I, I, this is not good for podcasting. I'm just browsing your website here. I do like this picture. This author page is awesome. It is. Uh, it's stately, I think, is what oh. we would say. Oh wow! Thank you. We worked really hard on getting that. I had to retake that same picture with minimal adjustments. I don't. I don't think people are interested in hearing about that. So. Why, why is Ben's name in the thank yous, but my name isn't? I'm, I have a podcast. You do. Uh, well, you didn't. All so, you've ever done in relation to 372 pages is defend Ready Player One. Wait a second. I record the podcast, produce the podcast, no, post no, no, it in, to the in, web. In relation to 372 <laughs> pages. But how would people have even heard your words if not for me, Matt Anderson? Okay, but I, I mean, I, I'm, you, you will. know, <laughs> my word wow. gets out there. You, wow. will, you will benefit equally, Matt. I'm I'm pushing pushing more and more people towards your podcast where they will hear you as well as Ben. So that's, that's true. Well, fantastic. Oh man. Yeah. What, so what did, they, what did they say when you said that to them? Uh, they said they're going to share it in the uh, in the mailbag next mailbag episode. Oh, I'll actually listen in then. They did. Yes. Oh, they did already. Well, they mentioned it. I think they're going to uh, share the URL so people can go play it in their next episode. So that that will be fantastic. I'm gonna cheat now and go through all of the different options. No, so I, I, yeah, I am. Uh, no, because if we ever play again, you can't. I don't want you to know the answers. Well, I'm going to. That's true. So, I was gonna ask. Do you want to? You want to run through it one more time? I can skip past the parts that we already read. You want to so just we'll, ask we'll us speed the questions? it up? We'll, we'll basically yeah, go back. Okay. Do you want to make different choices for your first four plans, or just skip ahead? I, I think. Well, I think I'll do the first two this time. Well, you, how about you, you we do. skip ahead? Let's start with new four points. Uh, uh, and go to the next yeah, level. Yeah, let's just that we go missed. to the next planet. Yeah, that's good. Oh, All right. right. Because what if we could get everyone wrong? That would be pretty that awesome. That would be amazing. All right, I'm, I'm moving Brian, through. Choice. I'm on planet Moonbase. Yep, yep, planet Gorzom. And let's see. Wait, we could just follow along here, actually. Oh, no, yes, no. we can. Well, that's what I'm gonna do. I guess you could. I'm going to do that right now. I'm sorry, I'm scrolling down to go make my choices. So what do we do so far? We we check the cushions. And yeah, then well, we if you go through the exact uh, same ones. Horse for romance. <laughs> and that we fought. And then we sky bust. All right, I'm caught up. That's true, but didn't you just end the game again, choosing the exact same options? Oh, yeah, you're that, right. That part is not random. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. All right. I'm going through, and plant Los Angeles. So three seven two right. adventure. All right. Dot com. Are you ready for uh, Planet sixty four squares? Yes, we are. All right, Matt. This is from the forensic certified public accountant, and the cremated sixty four squares financial statements. 
That's perfect. The this is Ben's book. favorite one. Yeah. It is. All right. Well, we'll see if this is your favorite uh, planet to go to. <clears throat> the 64 squares skyscraper was blown to rubbish by the cat burglar terrorist. It is not nice, but it happened. But this 64 squares skyscraper is a different skyscraper, a skyscraper that is untouched by four explosive ropes or any other explosives. This 64 squares skyscraper is in a video game. Video games, believe it or not, allow you to pretend that something is happening that did not really happen in real life. Isn't technology great or what? Because of the attack by the cat burglar terrorist, every 64 squares employee will never be the same again. But with the power of video games, they can be the same again. The board is set up for another case. This case is called the Forensic Certified Public Accountant and the Stolen or Misplaced Lucky Dixon Ticonderoga Pencil. Your options. You can assist Drew Sampson, you can assist Dina Hope, or you can assist Veronica Jackson. Well, I'm going to assist Drew Sampson. Uh, I suppose, Matt, you can play along as well. I also choose Sampson. All right. We're assisting Drew Sampson. Drew Sampson is the private investigator on the team. Drew Sampson has bugged every office in the 64 Squares skyscraper. This will come in handy for finding if anyone has information about the Lucky Dixon Ticonderoga pencil. Drew Sampson is a sad man. Drew Sampson has a wife, Jill Sampson, but she now lives with her mother, Mabel Manatee. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jill Sampson thinks that Drew, Drew Sampson spends too much time on the weekends listening to recordings from his office bugs. It is good that Drew Sampson has this job so that he can pay for his children to do the activities, but lately he has not had time to go see his children do the activities. Drew Sampson thinks that after he finds the Lucky Dixon Ticonderoga pencil, he will take some time off from work, and everything will be better. Drew Sampson listens to all of the 64 Squares bugs, and hears that the international jewel thief and motivational calendar writer, Ruby Tuesday, may have information about the Lucky Dixon Ticonderoga pencil. Ruby Tuesday will be in court the same day as Clef Treble, who is guilty of terrorism of a building, in this case, the 64 Squares skyscraper, and guilty of terrorism against the whole world. Well, well, well. Ruby Tuesday is waiting in line for her turn, while Clef Treble is on trial. Judge Moses Gavel is sick today, so his brother, Judge Aaron Gavel, who also went to judge school, is in charge. He will decide if 64 Squares can rebuild their skyscraper after it tumbled to the ground. Judge Aaron Gavel bangs his hammer thing for order. Order in the court. You are sitting in the court next to Drew Sampson, Chuck Mack, Spider Webb, Davy Bond, Supervision, and Quick Swift. Spider Webb tells a joke to Davy Bond, and Judge Aaron Gavel issues him a firm settle down. Judge Aaron Gavel asks Clef Treble to swear to make no material misstatements on a stack of Bibles. Instead, Clef Treble pushes the stack of Bibles over and pulls a gun out of his pocket. Before he can threaten the court, Clef Treble receives a bullet wound in his right shoulder. Clef Treble falls to the ground, spurting blood from his shoulder wound and vomiting blood from his internal bleeding. You turn and see Quick Swift standing up with a smoking gun in his hand. Quick is not short for Quicken or QuickBooks, says Quick Swift. It is short for Quick Draw. That is so cool. That is so realistic. But while the court was distracted, Ruby Tuesday vanished without a trace. The trail of the lucky Dixon Ticonderoga pencil is cold. Lose one life point! We are five wow. for five. That's amazing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even... I, I, I put these... I assigned them randomly. So I, I, I came up with three options, and then I rolled a die and assigned, assigned each one randomly and then wrote the story after that. It's, I, yes. We're, we are uniquely talented. It's amazing. I'm glad we have the recording of this. Yeah, I don't think I would believe it otherwise. All right, well, are you ready to go to Planet I Don't Remember or Care Where Bob Honey Lived? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Matt. This is from Bob Honey, who just do stuff. Yeah, I want to say, I. Uh, it has been funny to hear lines that you're reading that are clearly from the book, even though I haven't read them. So, that, yeah, I think you did a good job in this game here. <laughs> the the uh, the Forensic Certified Public Accountant, has, it does have a lot of... of, uh, of quotes and references but that one i think i definitely did more in the style and a lot of the stuff is not directly from the book but there is there's definitely a lot from there all right <clears throat> you set your spaceship down on the surface of the spherical slum where sad and sorry sheep sleep and susurrate in cyclical sequence you decide to spend as little time as possible here you landed near bob honey's house after disembarking you start walking in the opposite direction your options are start running 
sit on a bench, close your eyes, and plug your ears, or get back in your spaceship. So I'm just going to calculate the odds no, here. No, no, I've got one. Let's do the same thing we did at the... Uh, can you read the, read the options again, and we'll say it at the so, same time. So far, getting all five wrong, yeah. we have a, a 1 in 243 mm. chance of yep. doing that. So Okay, Brian, read the choices. I think I know what I want to choose, but I just want to <laughs> say it correctly. Start running, sit on a bench, close your eyes and plug your ears, mm-hmm. or get back in your spaceship. All right, Benny, ready? One, two, three, plug your ears. Get back in your spaceship. I chose ears. He chose ship. Uh, let's try it again. One of well, no, I'm, I'm going to go with. <laughs> let's check the third one then that we didn't. That neither of us chose. Okay. R- run away. All right. Start running. Bob Honey materializes and maliciously mashes your melon with his mallet. Lose one life point. Oh, oh my wow. goodness! But it was painless. This is really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying for every three questions, only one is wrong. Yes. yes. And we keep getting it wrong. Yes. This is really amazing. <laughs> uh, how many? How many are left? Uh, well, we still got four, four more planets. What? So do you think it's possible to get four more wrong? It, of course, it's possible. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we could go to planet Albania. Yeah. So I definitely kept the Bob Honey one as short as possible. I don't think I had more than is, uh, now two. one in seven hundred and twenty-nine. Oh, we are very lucky. I, I just kind of hope we keep getting it wrong. Yeah, That's I, pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to planet Albania. This is from the mister. You land your ship on planet Albania next to Trevelyan House. You enter reluctantly. You can at least avoid the bedroom. Your options are explore the ballroom, explore the kitchen, explore the foyer closet. All right. Are you ready? One, two, three, Explore ballroom. Explore the foyer closet. All right, so choose the opposite one. Not the ballroom and not the foyer. Kitchen. All right, we're exploring the kitchen. You enter the kitchen and notice it has two stoves and two refrigerators. You cross the room and open the second refrigerator. You ignore the prune stew and enticing McDonald's food, focusing on the banoffee pie. Was that banana and toffee or banana and coffee? As you ponder, Caroline staggers in, Lipstick on her teeth, and a bottle of Jameson Irish whiskey in her hand. What are you doing here? She hisses, utterly stocious. God, she's so annoying. Are you taking our food? She screeches with contempt. That nosh belongs to Lord Trevithick. She spits out every word. Your eyes dart back and forth between her and the open fridge. I'll just take this caro nut pie, you blurt, grabbing the pie and escaping. Gain ten points! Oh my goodness! You did it! Points. We, finally, we finally did it. That's fantastic. All right, awesome. Thank you. I will just say, for because I'm clicking through this myself, that the foyer closet would have continued our streak. <laughs> so that's what you get for not agreeing with me. I said ballroom. I know. The ballroom all right. all, would have won as well. Okay. Yeah. Now, we're ready to move on. All right. We're going to Planet Wyoming Territory. Trucking through time. You bring your ship down onto Planet Wyoming Territory near one of the many truck stops. Unfortunately, you have to park across the street from the truck stop because there is no room anywhere else because of all the other spaceships. You cross the street and push the door open. The truck stop restaurant is at the back of the truck stop, so you start walking past the rows of bungee cords, fuzzies, binoculars, eye patches, jars of honey, bottles of Blue Dawn dishwashing liquid, pugil sticks, hot springs bottled water, and coolers filled with knickknacks. You make your way to an empty table, the only table in the place not occupied by real cowboys with real cowboy hats. As the waitress approaches, you turn your attention to the weatherman on the weather channel on the television. Apparently thundersnow is expected the next day. Partner, I sure do like this tender meat. I would not have believed that I could enjoy any meat as much as I have this. Yells a man at an adjacent table as he removes his hat. Would you like to order, hun? Or do you need to see a menu? And your options are, ask for a menu... Ask for directions to Fort Collins. Discuss torture and castration. Well, I think you know which one I would like to choose. Uh, <laughs> menu? Uh, sure, let's go with the menu. <laughs> All right. We're asking for a menu. You get the menu and start looking for the tender meat section. But when you arrive at the back of the menu, you receive a treat. All menus in Wyoming have stories about battle or hardship situations on the back. This menu tells about a bad day for the home team. Two strangers visited the area in olden times and were caught in the middle of a bloody battle between the Indian and the white man. There were no survivors. 
Every horrible thought comes into your mind. Lose one life point. You're back on track. Oh, wow. Wow. So we're, we're what, that was uh, seven? No, now we're down to nine. Oh, no, yes. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is that that was uh, oh, seven that out of was ten. number eight or seven. Yeah, seven oh, out of two books left, right? Yeah, seven out of eight. You've uh, you've lost a life That's point. That's impressive. It's it's amazing. All right, we've got two more. Uh, you ready to go to Planet Diana's Grove? Yes, indeed. All right, Matthew. This is the Lair of the White Worm. Planet. All right, this by, one by so, Bram Stoker. That's most, right. Oh, I was gonna say most of the books you've mentioned, I was aware that they were on the podcast, but this one I wasn't until mm-hmm. you said Bram Stoker because Ben told me at the September show that they were doing a Bram Stoker one. So, all right, I'm on track. Go ahead. All right. The Lair of the White Worm. You land your ship on planet Diana's Grove. An old man greets you and wrings your hand heartily as you disembark. My boy, I have so been looking forward to seeing you. I have been dreaming of this happiness for thousands of miles. And I, ever since I left my horse farm, with over a thousand nearly nearly all good horses, have been unable to sleep with anticipation, you reply. I have the whole day planned, continues the old man. We shall start with a silent breakfast, or perhaps an early cup of tea amplified to the dimensions of a possible breakfast, followed by a visit to Doom Tower. Then, as president of the Mercian Archaeological Society, I must take you to the giant snake mounds. We shall, of course, wait until we are alone to discuss my theories on the matter over walnuts and wine, although perhaps it would be best to sleep on it, whoever is the first to arise to sit watching the other sleep, and discuss further plans." I hope that we may then discuss British property law. I should like, you interrupt, nothing better, but I am afraid I have urgent business. I must see a small animal merchant at once. When Ross hears your request, he asks, Do you want something special, or will an ordinary mongoose do? I am fond of, ob- I am fond of observing that special situations call for special mongooses, or possibly monkeys, as the case may be. Ross smiles and puts a long finger against his nose. He retreats to a back room before returning with three mongoose boxes, placing them on the counter and opening each in turn. The first mongoose has thick black hair and black eyes impregnated with power. The second mongoose is long, flexible, and white. The third mongoose is enormous and wears a collar with a long leash attached. So, Ben and Matt, would you like to purchase the black mongoose, purchase the white mongoose, or purchase the enormous mongoose? Well, right. this is racially charged, so I'm going to buy step it. Uh, yeah, yeah step me too. Three. The enormous <laughs> yeah, three for mongoose. sure. <laughs> you stagger off under the weight of the immense mongoose. The immense, kite-shaped mongoose. As you pass Doom Tower, a giant kite shaped like a hawk suddenly appears in the sky. Every animal goes silent. A universal depression falls upon all men. The annual migration of African pigeons begins. Runners and statues of Egyptian gods are sent up the kite. But all efforts are unavailing. Lose one life point. We did it. Wow. Fantastic. I, I, that's amazing. I don't know what to say. That's amazing. The game is over again. Oh, Oh, no. How are we going to go to the 10th one? I'll go back and skip forward again. I I have it here. Oh, okay. Read it. Well, no. Oh, 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 actually, I already have this one. I don't have to go back forward. You ready? All right. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, did I say I had it? Yes. I do have it. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) I have it, but in incomplete form. So I do need to. uh, So we're skipping through the whole. No, no, the whole, not the whole thing. No, Uh, no, I don't have to skip through the whole thing because uh, you're on the last, the last planet. And yeah, so I don't have not. to. So you understand. Yeah, I understand. All right. All right. Planet Tur as lean. Shadow Moon. This is from Shadow Moon. This will give you a good idea, Matt, if it's, uh, if yeah. it's the kind of book for you, hopefully. All right. Prologue. In Andowine, on the outer skirt of Tur as lean, sits a small inn, the Bushel and Peck. Inside, a jumble of men bump bellies as they shove their ways from one side of the crowded room to the other. Mulroon, bald of head, sour of face, with chin doubled and back forested with hair, humps his way through the multitude. (laughs) Squeezing through to a bit of air, he plops down on a stool, settling at a table filled with plates, bowls, and drinking vessels, 
and mops his cranial promontory with a kerchief. Slow day, cackles old Spanio Dungway, drawing on his pipe. Grouse Shoeshiner and Horn Babysitter took their mugs and went home. Mulroon glares and waves over a, tr- a trim young wench. Beer, he begins. Six meat sandwich. Corned beef, head cheese, pimento loaf, liverwurst, tongue, and knockmar blood sausage. Farmer cheese. Two slices of barmbrack. Thick, black mustard, slathered on. Think you can handle that? The serving girl rolls her eyes and starts shoving a path back to the kitchen. Old Spaniel Dungway lifts half a meat pie in salute, cramming it into his mouth while performing the same ceremony with his tankard, then sloppily quaffing and spilling a good portion to the floor, where it joins the detritus of the evening's meal. Oi, grumbles the floor. What is this, the Poha lands? Pig? Mulroon observes Old Spaniel Dungway, the dishes, and the food, eaten and uneaten, and comments. I find your stack of plates disturbing. Chapter 1 <clears throat> You are cantering your horse, Wade Trots, down the road toward the city of Miracleberry. The two brownies traveling with you, Bing and Crosby, are sitting on your shoulders and bickering. Your mage sight alerts you to a small yubnub, wearing a burlap doublet and standing in the wayside ahead, a rarity in these parts. Hello there, he hails you, waving his arm with asperity. Good sir, could you take a poor yubnub as fur as Ashchester? It is a mere league down the road, but I aspire to avoid the mad dogs and their gobbling snarls. The yubnub folk are a small people, basically corgi men with furry thighs. You give him a tigerish smile, and the little yubnub swings up onto your steed with the same disconcertingly boneless grace as a swan. I am Big Ash Hornhecker, the yubnub says in introduction. With a start, your horse starts forward again, picking up the pace with celerity. You come to a small dale bisected by a modest rill. To the southeast, a ridge of escarpments rises, the four slopes sweatered by evergreen trees filled to bursting with foliage, birds, and birds' nests, the nests themselves glutted with bird eggs, chipmunks, and little shiny things carried hence by crows and mockingbirds, the former obsessed with collecting baubles, the latter preferring trinkets. You cross the small estuary, known to the local inhabitants as the Dung's Dump River, the task made leisurely due to abundant silting. You come to Ashchester, and slow wade trots to a walk as you enter the town square. It is a town square unlike any other, filled with inflatable cows dancing to their organ grinders' tunes, mute heralds nailing up flyers on stable doors and alley walls, and the occasional royal butt wipers hastening palaceward with armloads of lavatory paper. The yubnub springs off your horse, making the sound of night heron keenings crossed with giraffe bleats, a call made by all yubnubs in time of distress, boredom, or, in this case, mirth. Thank you kindly, Big Ash Hornhecker offers. You more than likely saved my life, and that's a fact, he says with verity. The yubnub tosses you a goo the common payment for a brief jaunt, and brings your balance sheets into parity. With a start, your horse starts forward again, picking up the pace with celerity. You leave Ashchester on the path once more to Miracleberry. Suddenly, you tumble to a magus on a llamacorn. She bounds towards you and casts a minor glamour. Are you guys still there? Yep, we are. Uh, that's a long to one. Make a choice. Yeah, you've got to make a choice. Related. Do you want to counter the minor glamour with a passive charm, counter with a small dismissal, or counter with a modest enchantment? All right. Are you Choose ready? unwisely. Oh, on the count of three, we're going to say... One of those choices. One, two, three. Passive. Passive charm. All right. Passive it is. All right. Man, we're really on the same page today, Ben. <laughs> we are. Uh, not not that we're picking thing. the same one every time, but what we do, it feels right. Mm. Well, we'll see. You stand motionless, letting your passive charm ward off her minor glamour. I don't. I don't believe it, whispers the magus. That is why you fail, you reply. The two brownies nod to each other, impressed by your great wit. Gain ten points. Yes. Fantastic. So we are up to, I think we got uh, 19 points. Yeah, I think you got, well, I think you got zero points. Oh, wait, wait. Maybe no, not, ten not, points. Not, no, you got zero points, and then you got ten points. Oh, yeah, because I guess you should have counted our negative points. And then right. you got ten points again. This out. We didn't do well. We did not do well. Right, so, so what I'm going to do. We could figure it out pretty easily. Yeah, so were they all minus one? Because it would just be twenty minus. No, no. So losing a life point—that's a separate. Uh, that's separate from points. You don't get any negative points for that. But here's the thing. Um, 
the point of the game is to collect keys, and you collected zero keys. Oh. I didn't know we were supposed to be collecting keys. Oh. Right, well, it's I wish usually... I about these keys, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the prologue. Um, it usually comes up, uh, you know, it comes up when people get their first key, usually, like, two in. By the first two, they've usually collected a key. And at that point, okay. it's kind of obvious. Uh, so other people have played and done well. So basically, what I need to do is... Um, you actually earned a special ending. There are four special endings, and by collecting zero keys, oh. uh, you you did get a special ending. So uh, oh. let me go ahead and pull that up. Final chapter. You are transported instantly to an exact replica of the Sisyphus Brewing Tap Room. Behind you, someone coughs politely. Turning, you see a basically eclectic collection of characters. Wade Watts and Zach Lightman are playing video games on handheld video game rigs. Grigner is standing at the bar, pounding his tankard and yelling for an innkeeper. Jake Cardigan is flipping through a plaz paper fax zine and talking to himself out loud. Titus Uno, certified public accountant, forensic certified public accountant, and global chartered management accountant, is cutting up a stack of Oscar Mayer deli turkey with a knife and fork and staring at you with a grin. Bob, Bob Honey is drinking tequila straight from a bottle and watching Titus Uno. Maxim Trevelyan is pouring beer deftly into a glass. This guy really is a lord. Chad and Dale, both dressed in cowboy boots, used cowboy hats, and t-shirts with the phrase, different but not indifferent, are checking the backs of all the menus. Sir Nathaniel is talking to Wade and Zach about worm metabolism and being ignored. Thorn Drumheller is picking up sugar cubes, seemingly at random, and stacking them. Alright, and now you get your special ending. Fantastic. So let me let me go back and start that over again. <clears throat> you stand frozen for 20 seconds. Without any keys, there's no way to win this game. You turn to leave, then stop. You were transported here, and there is no door. You notice a print of Titian's Sisyphus hanging on the wall on the far side of the room. You're trapped in this purgatory. For how long? Titus Uno approaches and puts an arm around your shoulders. I, Titus Uno, Certified Public Accountant, Forensic Certified Public Accountant, and Global Chartered Management Accountant, have someone that I want you to meet. He has some very interesting ideas to share, he says, steering you toward an alert Bob Honey. Gather around, everyone, says Titus Uno, Certified Public Accountant, Forensic Certified Public Accountant, Global Chartered Management Accountant, and your Virgil. Bob is going to read his new poem for us. Not Purgatory. Hell. The end. Wait, did we actually go to hell in this game? Um, that's fantastic. Inconclusive. That a little extreme, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is at a brewery, so it can't be that bad. You can always log off. You that's are true. you're in a game, a game within that, a game. Oh, that's true. It is a game within a game. Well, Brian, that is uh, extremely well done. I can't wait to hear Mike and Connor's take on it. Uh, I think they will be enormous fans yeah hopefully they they run through it so and yeah, uh that'll be awesome i'll have to check out the next episode of that man how long would you think or how would how long would you guess it took you to put that together i'm not sure if i want to speculate um oh so <laughs> so there was the programming to put it together and then there was the writing all the pieces um and then i went back and listened to uh some of the podcasts because i didn't come up with the idea to do this until i don't know um uh, probably the Mister. I think we were re they were in the Mister when I decided to do it. So I went back and listened to most of the previous episodes. Um, so uh, it took a while. It took a few months of of some steady work. So it was supposed to be very simple, like like many of my projects supposed to be very very simple. And then it just sort of got out of control, and I couldn't help myself. I understand. So the, the best projects. Yeah, yeah. It was it was definitely a lot of fun to put together. Um, the uh i'll go ahead and tell you that the uh the shadow moon level is identical every time you go through it except it's sort of a mad libs so the characters names are different every time and the locations are different um so that was fun to put together you can you can go through and see some generated ones through there and uh, of course there's three different options for each each level so uh four different uh, special endings you guys you guys found one of the special endings so uh yeah, um, if you go through it normally and get to the end, uh, all the keys that you collect 
uh, melt down into bullets, and you get to shoot some of the people uh, with however many keys you collected. So, cathartic. I I would agree. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Anyway, that went well, a lot longer than I expected. So you know, thanks for your patience. We, no, thank you. As we end this episode, what do you want to leave our listeners with, Brian? Boy. Um, go to, it's a, uh, it's a, to 372adventure.com. Yeah, go, go to... Uh, I mean, that's the tough part, is that uh, I don't even know if, if Matt really... Uh, if you got uh, as much enjoyment out of it. So, very limited audience, but... Yeah, I mean, you can't be worried about that. You did a lot of work, and that's and was, commendable. I I understood some of the references. Yes, yes. So hopefully uh, some people that are fans will will check it out and uh, enjoy it. And, uh, yep, that's, that's there available to play. And go check out their podcast. Oh, I will also... Last thing I will say is uh, the the format for this, the, the sort of tr- stripped-down RPG choose-your-own-adventure thing, uh, was borrowed from another podcast called Flip the Table, which I would highly recommend. Uh, they're sort of, um, in a circular, uh, an interesting circular way, uh, they were inspired by Mystery Science Theater 3000 and their sort of um, MST3K for cheesy board games. Uh, so they go and play cheesy board games and then riff on them, and then they'll play a game show at the end, and this is one of the game shows that they played occasionally. It's a defunct podcast now, but they have a good, solid 100 episodes. Um, and I think I linked to that from the About page on uh, 372 Adventure. So go check them out as well. All right. All right, Melissa, anything else? No, not really. All right. All right, I'm going to hit the music. You guys won't be able to hear it, and then we'll talk afterwards. So everybody, that's all from here. Uh, why don't you guys say your names first before the music gets too loud? I'm Brian Kozer. I'm Ben Anderson. Hi. And we are the Stop Christmas. And thank you again. And we're off. All right. Holy buckets. You must have spent so much time working <laughs> on that. Uh, it, it, did, uh, it did build up. It did mount the amount of time I was spending on it. Yeah. For sure. Holy buckets. And uh, you guys got... Uh, more than a third of it, because some because the the parts after the the choices aren't are typically not as long. But uh, yeah, there's there's a lot there. Oh, I think I put uh, it's like seventy seventy percent the length of the Eye of Argon, the shortest book that they've done. I believe because I read that. I believe you said it was sixty nine percent. Yes, sixty nine percent. Yeah, remember that number when it comes up. So thank you, thank you, Ben. I you guys go through it again on your own and see uh, what kind of score you can get. And uh, definitely try not to make the same mistakes. I mean, I think you heard... Oh, can you believe how many... <laughs> Eight no, that, that Were was you crazy. Yeah, I really cannot... I don't know what the odds are of that. Eight out of ten? One in three chance each time? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, what were you just playing? Oh, I was just clicking links on here, so... Uh, and then one click to an audio file. Uh, oh yeah, but yes, for Connor. Well, yeah. I will. I will one hundred percent. Yes, I will one hundred percent be going back through here because unlike Matt, I will get the references and uh, enjoy them immensely. You know, even, even though I didn't understand every reference, I still found humor in it. So thank Stop you. I'm trying to pretend to hear. <laughs> I'm a part of I'm this. Part of I'm this. also a part of this. <laughs> Yes. All right. And all right. Uh, thanks. Thanks for doing that with us. Uh, oh, can you record our intro real quick? Oh yeah. Totally. Yes, we can. Because we are ep- we're on episode one eighteen, so it'll be the same title. Wait, it'll just you're be... recording, right? I'm not I, recording. No, I am recording. Right now? I am recording. You guys are not recording. No, I am. I was just joking. Okay. <laughs> I was hoping you were, then I could mess with you. I am. The wave file doesn't look. It's a little low. The volume might be lower, so I don't know how good it is. But I do have the recording. <clears throat> so that'll be uh, 10 to 1, episode 118. I'm going to let you guys say it. We always let our guests say it. Okay, tell me what I'm So 10 to 1, episode 118, and then one of you can say 370, 372 Adventure. Uh, I'll say 372 Adventure. You can say the first part. <laughs> 10, to, 10 to 1, episode 318. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118
<laughs> that was that was perhaps not our smooth, uh, smoothest effort, but I can't, what are you going to do? I can't say I'm surprised after that, uh, after the last hour of What are you trying to well, say? It went about the way it did when we did our movies pre-19. Oh, man, you know, that well, episode was awesome. I agree. We should do another one. Top uh, fives. We'll do top yeah. fives. We'll figure out that later. All right, we're going to go do more episodes before Ben leaves. All and right, then, guys. And uh, I'll probably post this episode uh, by Friday. Uh, yeah, us as well. I'll, I'll get it up this week. Awesome. All right, thanks, guys. All right, thanks, guys, for doing it. Great oh, thanks, Brian. Thanks for, thanks for all the work on that. That's awesome. That fantastic. Yep. And uh, you can look forward to some more SFC Blue updates uh, now that yeah. I have a little bit more uh, free time. Hopefully now I can finally get so. back to the thing everybody's actually waiting for. <laughs> exactly. Now that I'm done writing a no- novelette. <laughs> yep. uh, all right, thanks, guys. See all you right. there. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.